What's up, my Dungeon Masters? What's up, my Digi Destin? Welcome to Times of Flat Circle, a look at how humans keep getting it wrong. I'm your host for a little bit of an interesting episode today because there's one less of us. Uh, we know what that's like, um, but I am Joseph. I am still the youngest. We're not adding anyone. So let me throw it over to the next oldest. I have no idea who that is. Uh, damn, I'm going to guess. Is it you, Andre? No, I am the oldest. Oh, damn. Uh, by two weeks, I think I got Adrian beat. Yes. Well, there um, you I go. did not come up with a funny entrance line today, probably because I've had quite a lot of scotch. <laughs> <laughs> as as he downs his glass. Uh, no, that's fine. Uh, we don't need to introduce Adrian. You kind of already did. So he's the middle. He's the middle child, and we're good to go. Uh, Feel, I'm feeling very middle child right now. <laughs> Adrian, um, I'd like you to kind of summarize because I, I feel like Andre's going to have a much better take than you because you kind of brought this topic up for us to talk about today. Summarize this documentary that we were supposed to have seen and both of y'all did. Sure. So uh, we were given the task by Andre <laughs> to uh, to watch something a little bit uh, less uh, less fictional, uh, I guess, and uh, watch The Great Hack, which is a, a documentary on the 2016 election cycle and the, uh, I guess, what the filmmakers want to want us to consider the nefarious ways uh, that Facebook allowed uh, companies like Cambridge Analytica to. Uh, harvest our data and then sell that data to, uh, I guess, take away our agency and convince us to do stuff that uh, I guess what the filmmakers trying to say is that we, we wouldn't have done it otherwise. Uh, and and it's a story of how those facts came to light. And it, it actually is a pretty good little thriller, if you will, we would call it that. It's like a political thriller of a movie uh, wrapped up in a documentary uh, format. That was honestly a pretty succinct summary. I like that. Good job. A plus. All right. Now, because I think it did affect you enough to bring it up to the group as a whole to uh, just kind of identify what exactly is encompassed in this documentary of events, uh, pretty recent events, actually. How did this affect you, Andre? What, what, what did it made you, make you feel? What did it make you think about the world we're living in right now? So for me, it shows that regardless of how you feel about the man, the 2016 election was the greatest marketing win of all time. (laughs) And just going like, and that's the bad thing about working in this field is that seeing the kind of data that they have access to, it's, it's what I want as a marketer. Like I want to be able to get that focused of a message in front of somebody Ideally, to get them to buy a product instead of, you know, what happened. <laughs> She's a world leader. <laughs> well, and that's, you know, more than once because uh, they so that's one of the things that we'll get into. But like they go through a lot of the background and I think it was Haiti that they were talking about. They went and convinced half of the population to not vote, just straight up not vote. And the other half of the population, they knew the kids would listen to their parents and vote and they got a leader elected. Who still denies working with Cambridge Analytica at all? Well, okay, so I've got a, a a question then. Did this confirm 
suspicions that you may have had or ideas that you thought were true, but there wasn't real evidence that you cared about looking for to find? Or did this kind of surprise you in any way? Uh, so it did surprise me a little bit. Like I knew the general idea of, hey, here's what we did. I didn't know how in-depth it was. So they talk about how they got the data. And it was like, if you take one of the stupid quizzes, right, it says you are this person. Uh, but what they what they got in trouble for, and I think the big surprising part for me was they were pulling data from friends of people who took the quiz, which like you give access to on Facebook. Yeah. But like we all have the crazy aunt or like the old older friend who was going to take these dumb quizzes and like put your data at risk. Yeah. Because terms and agreements, I mean, it's just that, that, uh, it's not even age old question. It's a brand new question. Uh, how, how many, how much are we signing away when you download a Tetris app on your phone? Uh, it's, it's kind of a lot. I mean, there, there's so much that's just glossed over that you hit accept you. Um, and there's even times where it's like, nope, you have to actually open up this agreement to <laughs> accept the, the terms of this agreement. Still don't do it. Oh, I definitely read like the first time I signed up, I, got, I had a Chromebook that I still have for, it's like 10 years old at this point, And I read all of the terms and agreements and technically in Google's, um, what not docs, what do they call it now? Google drive, like in Google drive, anything that you create, is technically their property. So like all of the papers I've written for school and grad school that are, that were done on that are technically Google's property. It's just like being an employee. <laughs> yeah, same thing. Anything you create for that company, it belongs to the company. Yeah. yeah. A, a stupid little fact that I know about T, TNCs, uh, if you were to take every agreement that the average person um, agrees to throughout the course of a year, and were to try and read it at the average reading speed of an American, you would it would take longer than the year that it took for them to sign up for all those things. Wasn't there a YouTube channel that just did that? Like all it was was someone reading terms and conditions uh, for like oh man hours I, on. I it. gotta subscribe to that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's good content. That's like perfect go to sleep content right there. <laughs> Driving man just stuck in traffic. <laughs> like put on the terms and agreements channel. Get my blood flowing. No, but all right. So uh, all that kind of tracks, it, it kind of tracks with, um, I guess the speed at which maybe we're moving towards, um, different cycles than, uh, relatively to any other era of humanity, just because of how quickly things are paced nowadays. It kind of seems like we're going through the same cycles. Time is a flat circle, but we might be on that circles trajectory going faster and faster than we ever have been before, um, where, uh, things are just kind of blowing by us. That it's hard to even identify. Um, are you saying that flat circle is really an asymptote? Are we on a flat asymptote? <laughs> uh, we're on an asymptote. Um, <laughs> we just, we can't see the fourth dimension yet is what it is. <laughs> no. And so, okay. Um, being the, shithole of a host that I am. I did not see this documentary, but I do have a lot of, um, I guess contact with this topic just from being, uh, really into shitty podcast, but like this one, looking at you listener. Um, one thing I did think of when I was uh, looking at this topic was the idea of 
how accessible some of the information is. Like the scary part of this whole Cambridge Analytica, um, it's not a scandal. I mean, it's a thing that happened because it was capable of happening. Like the only reason it happened is because eventually someone would have done it. Um, it got a lot of play because of what it incited and what all the effects of it were. But what was scariest to me was people describing how easy it was for Cambridge Analytica to get the data because it wasn't even like an ask. It was more like a, we'll just set all this stuff up to gather the data for us. And there's no bars. There's no thresholds that really keep us from doing this. Like anyone could have done this. You could have been uh, a shadow government doing this all along and still never have been caught because you're not Cambridge Analytica. Is that, does that sound kind of in line with what the, the doc was presenting? Yeah, I, I think one of the uh, overarching themes was almost like the, they were Icarus in terms of they, they just did a lot of big shit all at once and they were very successful at all of it. <laughs> so it's like you, you couldn't ignore it, right? Like if you had done maybe just Brexit or maybe just 2016 U.S. election, um, maybe people would have considered it a fluke. But if you had just high profile upset victory after high profile upset victory, people were thinking in terms of, well, that doesn't make sense. That doesn't track with the reality that I'm noticing. And one of the things I, I do feel like is a little weird though, um, is just the fact that they kind of paint it as, and yeah, I do think there's some bad practices and it definitely not, ethical but i i kind of don't see it and maybe it's the marketer in me that that's not seeing it as like this is like a bond supervillain level of nefariousness like to me this just kind of looked like we're they were turning uh the vice grips on things that already existed in in like the cultures that that they were over here like tilting uh, elections with right like there, there was already stuff bubbling in America in 2016, they were just putting the reins on it and trying to like steer it a certain direction. Yeah. Steer it. So, so it would help the people that were paying them. Right. And they just did too good a job at that because they had too much data and too much, uh, uh, working knowledge of how to leverage it. I, I think the scary, it's just, it's next level marketing. Yeah. Yeah, totally. It's, it's, it's what happens when, when big data meets the best brains in marketing. And, and to me, one of the things that really like scares me is the fact that th this was all based off of like your really rudimentary, when you think about it, psychographic profiles based off of like the types of answers you give to like stupid BuzzFeed quizzes. Uh, this isn't the, the same. Oh, so side note, I am uh, like the cheesy spray. That's the kind of cheese I come out with <laughs> on the BuzzFeed quiz. Yeah, I'm Princess Ariel. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm Sokka uh, from Avatar. Yeah, that that maps. <laughs> so, so like the amount of data that you can glean from those types of questions is very different than the amount of data Google has on you or Amazon has on you. Um, uh, Facebook, I think, is more of a platform. Uh, I think they they kind of sell that those profiles to other people, but. Google and Amazon, um, I, I can only Our imagine. Overlords. Yeah, I can only imagine what, how they're directing and influencing us 
in their own ways w- without anyone noticing because they're probably smart enough so, to, to not do the big stuff like Cambridge and whatever. Well, I just want to say pra- praise be to Google and Amazon, our overlords. <laughs> we will do you no harm. Um, no, I would say, okay, so I think there's different different levels and different facets of uh, both ecosystems that we're running in because you're saying like Facebook is more of a platform but I think Facebook is a little more dangerous in the sense that there's uh, uh, they're running under the auspices of fidelity like you have faith in certain things that you see on Facebook because it's supposed to be generated by people that you know so like when but instead it was generated by Russians yeah yeah but so like the, the I, scary I know thing, a couple of lads though so <laughs> this the scary thing that um kind of stuck out at me when I was listening to the synopsis of this uh topic is the fact that there was this weird underbelly and undercurrent and um kind of out of nowhere surprising majority of people that were going out to vote a certain way that was unidentifiable to the pollsters or the people that had their finger on the pulse because there was no way to quantify what they were seeing at the at the voting boxes with data that they used to be able to um, accurately predict stuff with because you go and ask someone like well why did you vote this way? And he's like, well, because I saw this, this, and this, like, I don't want uh, this immigration problem to continue. Like, well, where did you see data that an immigration problem was like becoming worse? Like, well, on Facebook, well, where on Facebook did you see that? Well, on my newsfeed, but it's only specific to that one person and it doesn't exist anywhere else. You can't find like the search query on Google. You can't find like actual data that backs any of this up, but because it was on Facebook, it's like a shadow of something that was introduced to someone as fact is never going to be seen by anyone else. And it's just living in their mind. Like you've got, you're, you're leveraging mindshare. Like at that point, that's fucking terrifying because there's no way to predict. There's no accurate predictor of, man, this person just saw this thing that was directed at only them. And that's it. I don't, that's, that's the two things that like, number one is, and, and they talk to the, the, I don't want to say the woman who was in charge, but she was like the number two, number three person. Um, she started working for the Obama campaign and like got them into social media, which nobody was doing at the time for politics and got them to do, create content and share these things. And they asked her, well, why did you go work for the Republicans? And she said they were going to pay me. So like the Hillary campaign, nobody on the Democratic side wanted to pay her. And along comes this company who says, hey, we want to use your idea and pay you lots of money for it. Yeah, of course you're going to take that. And she talks about some personal reasons, like why she did that, which it's honestly, it's justified. Like if I were in the same situation, I would have taken the check. Um, but that's number one is like, it is a whole new form of media that, like you said, people who had their pulse on polls and these things, they just didn't know was coming out of left field. Yeah. Just fucking blindsided by it. Cause you saw that in the, the general election polls, like people were like, there's no way, there's no way there's don't worry about it. Like, uh, there's there's just no possible way for Trump to win this election. And then you wake up on election day and you're like, you're feeling good until that first uh, return comes in and you're like, oh, oh, shit. And then the whole uh, dam breaks and you are just uh, there was a lot of uh, news anchors that were just like blindsided by it. Obviously, it's it's the, and to look back on it, you can kind of say like, why? Like, why didn't you 
see this coming. But at the same time, like I didn't see it coming. I, I expected a certain result to happen. Um, but that was based on just my cynicism. And like, I wanted to, I wanted to see uh, cities burn. They didn't. Um, well, and, and that's the thing. Like a lot of people say that it was because of this, but honestly, dude, he campaigned way harder than anybody else. He was at every little County fair he could go to eating hot dogs. I'm like, that's what you have to do to win. You have to get out. You got to shake hands and talk to people. And like, they did a good job on this, but the man went out and campaigned and like, yeah. he loves talking to people. He's very personable. It, it was a one, two punch. I think it wasn't just this. Yeah. You know, and I, I think it's, um, the same way the campaign strategy, it, it was almost a reflection of him because I, I do think Trump uh, to a certain extent follows the rule of, uh, extremes in terms of it, you don't want to be seen as lukewarm on anything. Either you, you, take a stance and you make sure it's way one side or the other. So you can immediately identify those that are going to love you and those that are going to hate you. And then you can immediately pivot if it's not the, the calculus isn't there. Right. Like, so it, if it looks like you're not going to win with that, you can just switch and be like, Oh, I've thought better. And he did that multiple times. I feel like in the whole campaign cycle, he hasn't done it since he's been president. I feel like he's kind of lost sight of why that worked for him. Um, but, but I, I, feel I like- do think it's it's probably exhaustion of like being the kid that's literally running from wall to wall because yeah. it uh, that's basically what he's doing. And when it yeah. comes down to ideologies, like, yeah, you, it, it takes a lot of effort to flip something. And even now, like he doesn't have to flip anything. He can just say the opposite thing. And then the news story for a day will be, man, Trump said this thing. Now he's saying this thing. But then the rest of Did it will just the, be like. the wait. recent one where he was like, no, we don't have to vet people. I give you a name of the media vet. Thing. <laughs> like, Which was literally. That isn't, that's it, that was that a, isn't delegation to like its absolute maximum, I don't know what is. Yeah. And you can give people shit like for um, for reporting on it in a way that makes uh, Trump look like an idiot. But at the end of the day like you're still the one reporting on it you're still doing yep. his job for him like you it's it's the meme of like i watched my dog chase his tail for 10 minutes and then it was like i realized i was watching my dog chase his tail yeah <laughs> I, I don't i don't even think it's that it's like with the the example of the whole vetting thing like you still don't know like i couldn't tell you right now i i do remember that whole exchange happening with the reporters because they played it literally all day on every news outlet that i don't even watch like i just saw it in my periphery and it became part of my day that day but i could not at all describe for you what that office was that he was trying to fill or who the candidate was that he didn't vet like that w- that became the. I think we could all we could all guess, and we would get it wrong. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> it's it be, that becomes the story. Like it's 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 one of those things like where you have to really divorce yourself from um, the real world as it was, and start to believe in the real world as it is now. Like we're living in a different time, and yeah, you, you gotta you gotta fucking like figure out how to live in this world. Or get eaten by it. I think you can stop so the my pot second, there. Yeah. My, well, my second uh, point was they talk a lot about how, and Joseph, I think you touched on this a little bit, a lot about how, like, there was a there was a lot going on. Like, everyone almost realized at the same time we can use this platform of Facebook for misinformation. And on the marketing side, it was Cambridge Analytica. 
designing content that was just, it was the TV commercials we've seen over and over again, right? This guy's a liar. He's a cheat, crooked Hillary, that kind of thing. Um, but then to take it a step further, there were actual like Russian activists who wanted to sow discord and created Black Lives Matter events to drive people there and then went and created anti-protests to those events and like just to drive that that you know wedge between everybody um and that was i think for me that's the difference between good marketing and propaganda which you could argue propaganda is good marketing um is that one was using it to they were getting paid to do a thing for a customer and the other one was using it to just like sow discord and mess up everyone well and to to that extent i mean it 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 does abide by the bible of marketing like you look at the most successful campaigns of any marketing that you've seen ever. And it's always about like, how close can you get to this person um, in terms of the message? Like how close can you put the message to them? Because a billboard is going to do something. A commercial is going to do something because it's in your home instead of like on the way to work. Uh, A person telling you in uh, review that what you're buying is very good is going to do a little bit more. But your friend saying, yo, dude, you got to get this shit because it scratches my back like no other back scratcher. You're going to buy that back scratcher, like regardless of what your thoughts on it were before. If your friend is like, yo, it's good. It's what you need. You're going to be like, yeah, I'm, it's, it's worth as much as our friendship is. So like if you, if you have, especially like you imagine how much it works on people that don't have a lot of friends. Well, that's why, because that friendship is worth so much more to them than it would be to people that have a bunch of friends that they see all the time. So when you Joseph, I, I 100% agree with you, but also I've been telling y'all about chubbies for months now and nobody's bought any chubbies. <laughs> true. True. I just don't value our friendship, Andre. That's why <laughs> <laughs> you, have, you have so many friends that I'm like one out of 2000. No, but so, okay. So, uh, I would say that I'm not in the market for a product that, sends me clothes. That doesn't mean that if I was, that wouldn't be the first option that I would look into. Like I would still do a little bit of research, but honestly wouldn't need to. Cause I'd be like, all right, I have a testimonial from someone that I actually care about. Um, so when stuff like that is coming into the sphere of Facebook and social media, that's, that's, that's your friend telling you like, yo, this is good. This is what you like. If you don't have an ideology, that's the best way to create one because you're getting a blank slate of a person that has never thought about politics in their life to go out and militantly advocate that they need to vote for Trump and get everyone around them to vote for Trump or need to vote for Brexit and get everyone around them to vote for Brexit. Like you're even though they don't know what leaving the EU means. <laughs> yeah. Or like what the EU is or like that they live in Britain and that's why it's called Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> so that brings me right around to my third point, which uh, I wasn't going to talk about, but Adrian brought it up. And it's it's a dangerous thing in that Amazon is starting to sort of feed itself the content that it wants. And I don't know if I told you guys about this, but like they will send items to people for free so the person can review it as long as they leave a review on Amazon. Oh, and when sure, you think about sure. it, it's it's similar to the like Chevy Real People commercials, like the happier the person the more often you're going to get things. So like if you want to be on TV, you're happy about the Chevy. If you want to get more stuff from Amazon, you're going to leave a five-star review that's detailed. And so people are getting on and thinking, man, all of these people love this product, but really Amazon is just feeding itself what it wants. I, I, okay. So I don't know if it's 
cynical or I don't know what you would describe this school of thought that I kind of have. I don't think that's that dangerous when it's applied to things that aren't like consumer goods. Yeah, it's for sure dangerous. But if it's applied to fucking things you can buy that you just get from Amazon, like if you buy something that sucks, like you're the sucker, like it, whatever marketing did work on you, that means that you were susceptible to marketing, which we all are to a certain degree. But if you care about what you're buying, like I know that's kind of fucked up. Like it's, it's, it's not cool to think about that. There should be uh what is it? Consumer rights and stuff. I, I get that part of it, but at what point do we have to draw the line and just say, Amazon is just doing a really good job at being a sales platform. Like, hey, let me, let me rephrase store, right? I'm, I'm mainly store. upset that I don't get the free stuff from Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> Send me free stuff. I will review it. And you will like say that it is the best thing stars. ever. This uh, is the worst towel rack I've ever had. These pads keep my period blood in <laughs> so well. Like you have no idea. No, I, it, I think what's scary to a lot of people is they can't, um, they can't really contextualize what is good marketing versus what is manipulation. And well, it, it's one and the same, right? And, and let me try and bring it back to the time is a flat circle uh, piece. But I feel like it's just a new medium that was all green field for good marketing. And I, I would say this, like if, if marketing was something that worked every time or like not every time, if I'd be making a lot more money, <laughs> it, it wouldn't be so much of an art. It'd be more of a science. Right. And I, I feel like it really comes down to one thing and one thing only. And, and we're going to see it here in this, this next election cycle. Uh, once people understand that they were marketed to, and that's why they made the decision, the entire like way that they receive that information, it gets filtered through, right? So like TV ads used to work, but then they stopped working because it, it's the only way I can, I, this is a nerdy ass name for it, but it's like, there's like mimetic defenses that get built up. So after you've been sold something. I was going to just say like, you saw the man behind the curtain. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as you see that, it loses its magic, right? Like it's, it's powerless to, to influencing you. And I feel like that, moment happened in 2016, at least for the American people. And I feel like it happened to the point where now we're not even taking the, the good medicine with the bad medicine, right? Like I, I think a lot of the institutions- No medicine, <laughs> zero medicine. But like a lot of the institutions- You're talking about vaccines? No, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> in, institutional jur journalism, right? So like your New York Times, your Washington Post, your- um, whatever Oh, else. dude, don't, I, I, I have a rant we're going to get to later, but you go ahead. Yeah. So, so all of those, I feel like, like we were so red pilled about people feeding us misinformation that we took a skeptic's eye to everything. And that's kind of where like this whole fake news phenomenon, like it wouldn't have had the, the gas to get as far as it did if it, if we weren't all red pilled by like, what the fuck just happened and started thinking about everything in that same light. And, and you can't deny that all these places, they have editorial boards. They have implicit biases. Maybe they're not uh, explicit and they're trying to build a narrative. Maybe it's all happening by accident. And it's like one of the accidents of group think that, that happens when you get a lot of intelligent individuals that all seem to agree upon certain things. But there's still a bias there. And once people see it, well, it's like, well, I don't believe anything. 
I don't believe anything anyone's saying, and I'm going to go ahead and listen to my Alex Jones YouTube channel until they demonetize that. And now I'm stuck just listening to Joe Rogan. You know, like uh, that that's basically where we're at because because the marketers, what was it? The curtain was pulled back on marketing in general in terms of how we yeah, it's, consume information. It's the fucking Wizard of Oz, Adrian. Don't forget it. And okay, so I would say like. That's I, where you I, got it. Okay. <laughs> God damn it, I'm an idiot. <laughs> the man behind the curtain is like the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> oh, I'm disappointed in you. Uh, so I would say that whole idea of the fake news epidemic, even though it's associated with like the far right or alt right, whatever you want to call it, even though it's associated with a specific subsect of politically motivated individuals, it does translate to all facets. Cause I do think like what you said is, is pretty spot on. It's pretty true is that once fake news was identified as being a thing, you started taking a skeptic side of everything, but that feeds into like your ability to, to confirmate confirmation bias yourself into a pigeonhole that gets smaller and smaller and smaller because now it's so easy to call everything legitimately wrong by saying that you're just being a hypercritical skeptic. Um, and the things you believe are the only things that get through. So it's no longer a filter. It's like a funnel. Um, or I don't know. Maybe it's a filter and not a fun- I don't know. So it's a filter on the end of the funnel. Yeah, yeah. Like the, things are getting so concentrated that only the stuff that is super, super in line with exactly what you think comes through. Um, it's like, oh, whoops, we, we accidentally replaced this oil filter with a supercharger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it's just churning in. Like it's just fucking like. <laughs> that, didn't, that didn't work at all from an automotive standpoint. <laughs> I was just trying to piss you off. <laughs> See, and I agreed with it to make it worse. Fake news, Andre, fake news. No, you, but- you guys are in your funnel with the filter on <laughs> <laughs> but it. But does, it does make the argument like that someone is wrong easier to uh digest and also make to someone else because you you read that wrong i'm just being a skeptic i'm just being good i'm just still my favorite like hey remember when you were quoted as saying this you read that wrong like just flat out bullshit your way through it (laughs) what what is the definition of is uh, yeah is it just that happening at like a super fast pace though. Like, like what I'm saying is that we're just going along these cycles of, um, I don't know. I don't even know what to call it, but it just sounds like the same thing is happening. We are definitely in the sphere of being in a flat circle, just going way faster through like blowing past, um, I guess the canary and the coal mines that used to be a harbinger of maybe we should look a little bit closer into this method. No, of communication. We, we ate that canary three miles back. And we didn't realize it until we shit out bones. Like, yeah, for sure. Like, it's it's one of those things. Like, you look back and you're like, man, that sounds a lot like this chapter of 1984. Um, <laughs> uh, which I think. Yeah, there's some of that going on, which is kind of scary. People are alluding to stuff like that, like, all the time. And you hear the arguments for and against uh, whatever is described as AI, which isn't really AI. Whatever is described as the algorithm, um, big data, all that stuff sounds a lot like chapters in these um, dystopian views of the world that people were trying to warn each other against. But at the same time, we're blowing past those fucking mile markers, like no problem at all. And we're still human beings at the end. We're still uh, having this conversation. Like there's a lot of 
individuals, I feel groups of individuals that are talking about this stuff the same way we are right now. It's, it's kind of, um, it makes it less important. Like I'm not as worried as maybe I should be about living in 1984 because we're having this conversation. So does it, does it, is it really that scary or is it just like, man, pull up some popcorn? No, no. Pull up a chair and grab some popcorn. There we go. Uh, because this is going to be a shit show to see. Um, but maybe we'll, we'll all come out. I don't know. Alive in the end. So my, my favorite take on this is, and you look at something like whether it's okay, we want to vote somebody out of office or global warming or the problem at the border, right? Kids are getting shoved in cages. My absolute favorite take is Tyrion Lannister. Like people's minds aren't built for problems that big. Yes. Yeah, so, so is the goal to just like fucking find the one thing that a group of people can do to positively influence the greater result and yeah, so get, get whatever like, you can do to make them act that way. They've said that basically we have to cut back on like our meat consumption, right? Because of all of the fumes that fucking pigs and cows put in the air. And if you just told everyone, hey, everyone's going to cut one meat out of their week, their week, right? And you take a salad instead of a burger once a week, like that's yeah. something a person can do. I'd but fucking you tell them the world's going to end in 12 years? Like, well, fuck, what do I do with that? Well, not even that. Like, you tell me I can't eat uh bacon anymore i will eat bacon to spite you like that that's that's yeah the, that's the general so it, can't, like, of those it people can't be an all or nothing it can't be an all it has to be like little baby steps no but okay. thing, like so what i what i would say is to to even condense that further i think that is the right way to go about it but you gotta really mindfuck people in a way that is kind of true it's called cambridge evil. analytica <laughs> yeah cambridge and so yeah, what's crazy is like that that's uh that's a one shot like you can only use that once like that is uh your special move that you get one and done yeah um and it was used like to swing up the pendulum a certain way but if it was used the other way like it might have done a lot of good for the world as a whole um and who's to say it hasn't maybe we're we're on the wrong side of history but <laughs> there's uh another i guess reduction of it where if you were to say like to take your example if we just cut meat out of like one meal, great. But what if you were instead to say, man, this plant burger is really tasty. Then you're just Burger King. And at a certain point, like you start undercutting price wise what a meat burger costs. Now you're saving the planet and making a profit. And like you're all, you are kind of fixing the world in a very specific way. But I don't know. I, no, I like it. Anything? I think that's that's a that's a plan. Like that's an idea. That's what they should be doing. You need to uh, pitch that to McDonald's and Burger King. Now Bur- 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 have them bid against each other. Okay, Burger so straight King up, has this an Impossible Burger on a, on the menu, and it's uh, just now exactly the same price as the. Uh, well, no, hold up. This this my 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 uh, idea straight up came from the fact that right now I tried an Impossible Burger because they're selling the regular Whopper and the impossible Whopper for the same price as a regular Whopper. It's like, taste it. (laughs) It's like the same price to get one as it is to get both. And I was like, I'd eat this. Like if I just only had this one and I didn't have this regular Whopper to like taste it against, I would not know that I was not eating a Whopper. So yeah. Okay. So what all I got to say though is change it to like, you get one of the two when you buy it and you don't know until you open it. (laughs) 
There we go. That, well, I was going to say, I, the, the promotion doesn't sound very carbon neutral to me. <laughs> like you're getting twice the food. And uh, the crazy thing is. Twice the wrappers. Yeah. <laughs> the crazy thing is, uh, and um, actually dad was talking to, to me about this, is that it was never marketed as a vegan or vegetarian option because you order that yep. Whopper. It still comes with fucking mayonnaise. It's still like all of the dressings are on it. It's and it's got a, a cool name. And and that's kind of what, what makes it like not as, uh, I guess, uh, jarring. Like when you eat it, you still get all the condiments. And what the fuck is a Whopper patty anyway other than some char flavor? Yeah. Like you're not really expecting well, so like, like a great a, beef. A Big Mac, if you took the meat out of a Big Mac, it still tastes 90% the same because yeah. there's so little yeah. meat. For sure. Yeah, that's for just sure. like the vehicle for like the small amount of protein you get with all those carbs. Yeah, but yeah. you you multiply that by a factor of like literally a billion because what is it like McDonald's sells a billion burgers a day and you Probably. cut that meat consumption out of the 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 just human experience. No one really notices because like you said, you're still getting 90 percent of the, the the Big Mac flavor. It's and, a special sauce. Man. And now the world has what, like 80 percent less carbon emissions because we're not dealing with cow farts. Apparently, the cow farts, like all together across the world, only come up or go up to like six percent of the actual like I, bad stuff. I think the big one was pig. Yeah, yeah, pork. Like if everyone cut out pork, it'd be much better than the cows. But yeah. all, even all together, like all the I guess livestock isn't much. Like we really should be thinking about like our iPhones because it's like the rare earth metal mining is like the worst for like yeah, the it's definitely you guys and, and your iPhones killing the environment. <laughs> No, man, we just got to find that exact right meteor and Armageddon it. So and we're good. You were you were talking about 1984, Joseph, and I always get a kick out of telling people this, especially Apple fans that like you realize Apple who ran that commercial of like the girl throwing the <laughs> yeah, yeah. computer was like they're on the other side of that now. They are the big corporation. <laughs> that's like the the overlord. I, I don't know where we are. Like if you were to say that there is a cycle, I don't know where we are on that cycle anymore because of how, how quickly we're moving through it. Um, are we, I, Hey, go ahead. I was going to say after I'd say like when, when you think about this in terms of how there was at some point in time, like the internet was a thing and like those banner ads and like those pop-ups became just, everywhere and they were working for a time and then yeah. they stopped uh and then what you i don't know have you seeing... been on have you been on Pornhub? they're still there <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get a pop-up blocker man but yeah so so like they they kind of stopped because they, they weren't effective anymore and they i'd want to i want to say and i don't know because i don't have any facts to back this up but i want to say the moment that happened was also the moment people started or Facebook allowed ads to be sold on their timeline. And that's when the new game started. No one realized that until 2016, right? So like, as soon as 2016 happened, something else uh, is selling mindshare, is selling something to us and influencing us in like ways that we don't even know yet. It's going to take a while before we even identify it. And it's probably going to take it exploding or doing something bad before we're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Well, I mean, okay. I can tell you what it is. I'll tell you what I tell my customers. It's YouTube. Nah, that's old news, homie. That's like, I, I know, but it's so every influencer, people aren't realizing yet. Like, Oh, they're just selling me products. Okay. People okay. Are still just like, Oh, hey, oh okay. I would say, I, I would it. say like though, the real people being like infomercial. Yeah. 
Yeah, I got you. Yeah. I would say that's not even, um, that, that, that doesn't end at you. Wait, Joseph, Joseph, is it private Snapchats? Yeah, it's private Snapchats. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I got a mind fucking one. I got a mind fucking one. It, it's because we've gotten to a point where it's not products or services that are like the the key a point of commerce. It's memes, like not memes in terms of like the the like Pep the Frog, but memes no, like it's memes. ideas. I like it, we now live in a, a what is it economy of ideas and. Is the next thing like the peddlers and the play, the ad space? Is it all just podcasts? Are we part of the problem now? I hope so. I want some of that fucking money, man. Give me a piece of that pie. Yeah. I mean, we've already <laughs> shouted out Amazon, who can sponsor us. Google, who had like a free Pixel Three from. Uh, who? There's somebody else in there. Chubbies. Yeah, Chubbies. I mean, if the Chubbies podcast sponsored our podcast, I would lose my shit. It's <laughs> <laughs> like podcast uh, next level. Right yeah, they, they've they done. So just like some of their bits, they once got a, a letter from a kid who was like, do you want to or I think it was a phone call. He's like, do you want to buy a page in our yearbook? And he was just like, yeah. And the kid was like, OK, do you want to know how much it costs? He was like, no, it doesn't matter. I'll send you a blank check. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, if that's the case, OK, if 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 what it is, is um mindshare and the ideas that kind of battle each other out for uh, survival of the fittest. Are we just in a realm of uh, a fight to the death in terms of what matters and what doesn't like, is it, is it just going to be whatever is the last thing standing that exists uh, as the way to communicate with each other? Cause right now you're saying there's a level of interaction with another human being in terms of YouTube or like people that are influencers, the idea is that they're still human beings like behind a very thin veil of advertisement. But at what point are we just going to be all self-driven ads like for everything that we like? Because we kind of are that already. Like, oh, did you see the new Tarantino movie? Oh, did you uh, buy this new razor? No one says that. But um, well, actually, probably some people do. They're like, Oh yeah, I just bought uh, some razors from Dollar Shave Club, and they're the best ever. Or like, yo, dude, I love, I love Dollar Shave Club. Yeah, see, exactly. Like, at, I've had them for like four years now. At at a certain point, is there just gonna be a winner? Like, no, no more losers. Like, there's just gonna be everyone. Everyone shaves with this rate. We just are a monoculture, monoculture again. So is it? But isn't the winner at that point Amazon because they're the one selling it to you? Uh, only if they're also making it and also if everyone well, works for them. Well, I was, <laughs> I was also going to say, and like only if globalism kind of stops here, right? Cause, cause if not, and we all keep like uh, allowing everyone to like free, free movement of goods and, and whatnot. Alibaba is, I think just as yeah, big yeah. and like they have so many more properties that they, they own other than just like the retail. They also own their workers. Yeah, and that's always a plus when you're, you're competing against another company. Wait, is that the company that also has WeChat, like the government-approved uh, way yep. to communicate with everything? Like their Uber goes through WeChat, their like social media is WeChat. 
Yeah. Like every communication. But that's just so the government can monitor you. Right? Yeah, well, like yeah not, and they get, it's they not get for like, your convenience. You get like better social... tax rates or like better mortgage rates if your like score is high enough. Like it's yeah. basically. Yeah. That social score wild. is Alibaba. Yeah. So Alibaba Jesus is Christ. like the infrastructure that the social score is built on. So are we going to get to a point yeah. where like you get um, better rates on your food if you're a Christian? Like, nah, it'll be more, it'll be way more along the lines of like, if you're a Christian, yeah, it's like, (laughs) (laughs) otherwise Chick-fil-A, you're getting a vegetarian chicken sandwich. This month, like a brisket is only available to prime members that have been members for 15 years. That's how it's going to go. I'm okay with that. Wait, collectively or nonstop? Because I took a break. (laughs) (laughs) Probably Uh, collectively. You're crushing our chances of getting sponsored by Amazon, dude. You just gotta. <laughs> uh, you been, just care about Amazon share. since they were books. <laughs> they just care about Mindshare. It doesn't matter how you talk about them as long as you just say Amazon over and over again. I did buy a couple of actual books on Amazon the other day. And it, it felt weird. You're like, what is this? 1999. <laughs> Do say- I need to mail you a check, Andre? Make sure you support your local bookstore. Go over there, use their internet when ordering off of Amazon. <laughs> no, no, no. You got to like reverse the cycle and like go sell your books to the bookstore after you're done with them. So they just have a surplus of more and more unused books. Uh, kill them quickly. Take off the take off the bandaid. Rip it. So I don't uh, know. I, so back to Cambridge Analytica. Uh, what, one of the things that I thought was like interesting in terms of how like the story ends, and I, I don't even know if you want to call it a story, how the how the film ends, uh, is, is it all kind of feels like it's uh, this closing climactic moment where everything's out in the the open and they're kind of like having to deal with the consequences of the actions, they're having the um, the hearings. Um, it, People now know. Like, I, I think there's like an, a text message uh, back and forth that's shown on the screen that it basically says that, like, everyone knows now. And it kind of leaves it at that, like, oh, yeah, like the, the good guys won this one is how it left me feeling. But it also left me kind of questioning. So, of course, I went and did some some research. Uh, three of like the the four, uh, I would say the brains behind it, not the, the money or the face. Um, but the the three nerds that were actually doing the real work almost immediately went started off a new company um, built on the same premise. It's called Auspex, and they're doing the exact same thing, but they're doing it where white people don't care. It's all in the Middle East. <laughs> it's called Bainbridge. And they're making Analytical. a killing, I bet. <laughs> it's Analytical Cambridge. <laughs> 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 yeah. So it, Which, by the way, the, the way they came up with the name was the stupidest fucking thing. He was like, yeah, I talked to some professors at Cambridge and it involves analytics. So we called it that. Yeah. yeah. No, that's not yeah. right. Yeah, I just think. So it, the. My last problem with it was that uh, they they played a lot of doom and gloom in this. Like, oh, we don't have free will anymore because I was marketed to. And I'm like, no, you're an idiot. You decided to make that purchase. Like when I go buy a new car, I know it's a dumb thing that I'm doing. Like I know it's a waste of money, but I love doing it. So I go and do it. 
So it's back to, it's back to like, what is like what Adrian was saying, manipulation marketing are the same thing versus manipulation is when you don't have a choice and marketing is when you do and you make the choice based well, on but what you, you're you, I think you always do. So that's the thing. They were like, oh, you're, you're taking our free will away. And like, I don't think that's the case. I think no matter how good the marketing is, you decide to buy something like you make a decision. No one's holding your finger to the click button. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like the, the vote for, for Trump in 2016. It's like if you got the ad that said immigrants were coming and the Democrats are going to do open borders. Well, you had to think a certain way about immigrants and open borders for that to affect you. Yep. Like if I saw that ad. Or I, you also had to not Google it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's just <laughs> so many decided to do no research at all. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that, that's right. Yeah. My, my crazy aunt Sharon shared that one. That must be right. <laughs> there's so many things that come into play that you can't say anything about a losing agency because you've been marketed well to. If anything, marketers are are almost trained uh, to be able to spot those those blind spots in another person and use them to as leverage to to influence a decision. But at the same time, no one you can't be pushed to make a decision that you would never have made in a million years. Like you're just yep. you're just being nudged in the right direction. Like the type I'm just giving you the option. Yeah. The type of people that voted for Trump are the are the type of people that had there not been any sort of anything, they just would have not voted. That, that's well, they really would have voted for Ted Cruz. Yeah. So it's a more representative he, democracy. <laughs> <Instead of laughs> if anything, well, yeah, well, they, that's the thing. Like a lot of these people, and, and they did this with, uh, with Brexit too, was like a lot of these people were – People who had never voted. So like they didn't have representation because they've never voted. So technically he is a representative of these people. It's a more perfect union. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I I would say so uh, to to that point, it does kind of make sense because there's all of these talking heads and um, respectable individuals like people that I, I, think highly of their opinions, uh, even though they are a lot of the times just opinions. Um, a lot of people are saying like, this isn't just a new thing. This isn't people turning into, um, hypervigilant racists. It's, we picked up a rock no, they were always and underneath it was a, a, a lot of worms. Like it was always there. It was just not visible because we swept it aside for so long and didn't care about it for such a long time. So we also didn't used to talk to crazy aunt Sharon. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'd almost say uh, that uh, the way that things were done in terms of how we marketed, we were marketed to uh, was very much like the institutions that were in place and the way the game was played up until 2016 uh, was like the, taking Tylenol for however many decades and the Tylenol just stopped working in 2016. And now we're hit like all the symptoms that we were like Suppressing. dealing with. Yeah. Or just like just full on out of yeah, control. Yeah. yeah. But also we realized that like a line of cocaine also does the same thing Tylenol does for us. Yeah. <laughs> So just mainline whatever you can to like put yourself in balance. We're basically just yeah. what's his name from Wolf of Wall Street, like operating on some yeah. weird level of all the drugs at once. 
Uh, I mean, that so, makes sense. Uh, my, my last point was that uh, as much as Josh likes to blame marketers, this is clearly the fault of lawmakers and lawyers because the law is always behind technology. You look at something like cyberbullying, right, which has recently become a crime. But like how long it's been happening since we were kids and like it took you 20 years to get there. So clearly the law needs to stop being as reactive as it is and be a little more proactive with what they're doing. And that's why all of this is Josh's fault. Yeah, I agree. At what, point, <laughs> at what point, though, do you just say, like, man, fuck even trying to do this. We can have litigators that are human beings, but lawmakers should just be another algorithm. Like, you're never going to get... Why would someone that has studied law all their life be able to outpace someone that studies technology their entire life? Like, that's never going to happen. You're never going to be able to foresee what the next... Um, precipice of technology is 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 gonna come to us uh quicker you're always just gonna have to be reactive because you're not that smart like in the technological sphere of the world so why not just not let technology do it technology writes the laws and litigators decide uh how best to interpret them <laughs> you're like well we still can't figure out what it meant when you wrote this <laughs> But also, Joseph, I think you're you're using the plot of the movie, uh, like the one where James McAvoy is an assassin. Wanted. Wanted. This oh, the plot with the wanted. Like with the this loom. loom is going to make the laws for us. Yeah, I'm down to live in that world. To obey them. <laughs> I'm down to live in that world because then I'd be where, hanging where out physics with, don't exist. There's no there's no way you would get me to choose like being a good person over hanging out and dating Angelina Jolie forever. Like, what are you, dude? That guy's dumb. Also, uh, Chris Pratt was in that. I think he's his, his chubby coworker that's sleeping with his girlfriend. No way. Really? Oh, that is yeah. him. That is him. Yeah. Dude, I just saw Moneyball and Chris Pratt is in that. Oh, he's the the pitcher that is now the first baseman, right? First yeah. baseman. Yeah. Catcher. Yeah. Man, time is a flat circle. <laughs> anyway, that's uh, that's all I had. Uh, in lieu of um, trying to map ourselves to this topic I want to just see how do you fit into this new society like what what's your go-to move in terms of knowing that all this stuff uh, all these machinations might be happening around you um, you cool with it are y'all gonna rail against it do you care so I've always told everyone uh, I, I've been an Android user since almost day one like probably 05 and because of that, Google has terabytes of information on me, right? Because of that, my Chromebook and everything else, just mounds and mounds of data that probably weigh as much as I do at this point. <laughs> and I'm okay with that because Google, the Google, knows what I want. Like it knows, and we were talking about Stadia, like it knows that I wanted this product. And it sent it to me and was like, hey, here's this product. But I'm okay with it because of the experience that it tailors to you and like giving me what I want. Amazon, I've recently gotten Alexa and like it's doing the same thing. It's starting to tailor everything more towards my taste and what I want. And like that makes my life easier. So yeah, of course I want it. Yeah. I, I, I'm 100% on board with like exactly what Andre said. Like just uh, understanding that you are being influenced, I think is already like a, a pretty good 
antibiotic for being influenced in general. Um, but, but still like just enjoying the fact that uh, you're paying for all of the luxuries that you get by not having to go looking for or searching for all the things that make, could make your life easier, easier, um, by, uh, you're paying that price through attention, right? Like you don't own your attention as much as maybe someone 40 years ago did, but at the same time, you also have a lot more free time. Unfortunately, most people spend that free time wasting their attention on other things that are influencing them probably for more nefarious reasons. Uh, I yeah, think- dude, I have to give, I have to feed the algorithm likes, otherwise it won't know what I want. <laughs> it needs its meals, Adrian. Uh, but, but yeah, like I, I think if you kind of go offline, read, read, read a real book, talk with real friends, or even do it ritually like this, uh, oftentimes you'll, you'll find, uh, maybe well, that's, that's the maybe best the, inoculation, yeah, right? Yeah, I was going to say like the influence that you can have di- that can be had digitally um, will never ever be able to make up for uh, your friend face to face telling you you're being an ass clown. And wow, the, uh, thanks, Jaime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how would I ever know about this uh, rare record without jazz notes on Monday night? Um, <laughs> Shout out to Jazz Notes on Monday night, though. What's the station, though? Follow. What's the station? I have no idea. Is it KRTU? KRTU. Sounds, that's good enough. I hope it's KRTU. San Antonio. Look it up. It's an NPR, so you should be able to get it, like, online, right? Is it NPR? I don't think it's NPR. It's, like, a college station. I mean, you can definitely get it online, because what can't you? But, oh, man, if his, if his speed Dude, I can, his The speed place I get up. breakfast tacos from, I can order online. Why is everyone not doing this? You yeah, can't order pretty. tacos online? Yeah, I order them, and by the time I get there, they're ready. Man, Houston, do y'all have 5G yet? Uh, I don't, because I'm on T-Mobile, but people do. Oh, man, there goes our T-Mobile sponsorship, Andre. <laughs> you're no, just, they, blo- they you're they just blowing me. it, man. So they, they called me in, uh, or they sent me a text, and I called them, and this was like two months ago, and they were like, hey, You've been a customer for so long and your plan is so old that there's literally no incentive for you to move to a new plan because it's so cheap. So we're just going to give you unlimited data for the same price. This cut podcast brought to you by T-Mobile. And we're, yeah. we're back the in uncar- it. We're back the, in the fold. The hashtag uncarrier. <laughs> we're back in the sweet embrace. Uh, no, I'm, I'm kind of, we all kind of, I guess, fucking fell into the same little pod of understanding with I, if it's a tool if you can tailor your life more so than you ever could um, <clears throat> consciously by using the data I, I think that's cool where where it's going to stop being cool is like the very quick and ruthless switch that gets flipped where instead of getting just the right size socks because they're going to come in like infinite sizes in the next few years uh, and make your feet feel like you're wearing nothing at all um, is getting swept out of your bedroom at like two in the morning for posting the wrong thing um, on a bathroom wall tablet uh, in a bar that you frequent like stuff that's really weird and innocuous innocuous is going to become like, Oh, well, Take them away. Bake them away, toys. Like, it's just going to be, it, it will be well, cool I, until then. But, like, I, I so don't you're, really. You're conflating two different things, though, right? So, like, there's technology and, like, this um, 
big data creating algorithms that make our lives easier. But then there's like this also the commandeering of that technology. Well, no, it's not even commandeering. It's like this weird thing um, in our, uh, I don't even know if it's in everyone's nature because I don't feel this way. Um, But there's, there's such a, a want to be offended by so many people nowadays that I feel like we're being offended by more and more stuff. Um, and that is then using that same tool to go and, and find the people that we can be offended about other, other than, and then uh, hopefully ruin their lives. Right. Like that's kind of how I feel like it's going. And, and that's not a problem with any one side of the political spectrum. I think it's a problem with like everyone. I even hear like centrists saying like everyone sucks. Yeah. So. Well, everyone does suck. That's yeah. That's a easier. That's an easier uh, line to get behind. Like if everyone sucks, then no one does. Have you seen Incredibles, Adrian? <laughs> I use that so much at work. Like, well, if we're rushing everything, we're rushing nothing. <laughs> if this is urgent, if everything is urgent, nothing is urgent. Oh, it's my my one of my favorites is slow is smooth and smooth is fast. So yeah, slow is fast. Ah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I don't know where we go from here. Probably straight to hell. I, I think we're we're just gonna um, be so inundated by ability to succumb to our deepest desires that it's gonna be pointless uh, doing anything other than that. And like the world will function on its own fine. Um, so it's just gonna be uh, maybe Wally, but with a lot more porn. Sounds gross. Sounds very gross. Does it? Think of how sticky everything will be. Nah, man, we'll have robots for that. <laughs> no, but you have you have your own chair, Adrian. It's fun. <laughs> it's just your sticky. It's not everyone <laughs> else's sticky. <It's> so gross. <laughs> uh, we managed to squeeze all of the all of the through lines of this podcast into this topic. So I'm, I'm proud of you guys for that. We got through. Um, Let's see. We got through current topics, we got through historical topics, and we got through future topics. And uh, I'm calling this one. This is a winner. Maybe the algorithm will choose fit or see fit to uh, choose this as the next viral podcast and we'll get all that marketing money. Um, We've obviously shown that we deserve it. So any last words? Shout out to Cambridge Analytica. Sponsored this podcast, Cambridge Analytica. It was uh, was marketing marketing perfection. Yeah, wouldn't the the best like follow up, like the best second championship for Cambridge Analytica, be to swing the election the complete other way and Bernie gets elected and they're behind it? Yeah. Well, but that's the thing. Like, it's a it's a tool. I feel like they could do that because they have the data. You just have to pony up and pay them what they want. Yeah, a, a gun's a gun's only bad if it's in the wrong person's hands, right? So is a spoon. <laughs> was it? That was a pencil. <laughs> uh, well, that's it. Until uh, we see Hobbs and Shaw, we're not going to have much to talk about. So get on that, y'all. Is that next week? No, I just threw it out there to see if it, anyone. I thought it was it. out already. It's it's out. <laughs> but I haven't seen it. I've been itching to though, man. 
Oh, it's like a rash, a Hobbs and Shaw rash. Well, that's another one. This has been Flat Circle from the Gaseless Podcast Network. Remember, be yourself just like everyone else. And we'll catch you next time. Later. Later.